Hello everyone and welcome back to Gathering of Gotchas, the only podcast that focuses exclusively on the games your parents don't want you to play. I'm Galen, the sound guy Firestone. I'm Wanako. I'm Dez. I'm back! Wait, who's that? Welcome back to Welcome the back, Kite. Oh, oh man. We have missed you, buddy. Yes, indeed. Oh, welcome back. It's almost two and a half months, two months solitude, dim. It's yeah, almost two and a half months too long. Yeah, and, too and long. Given what, given what months these have been, it's pretty much like three years. Yeah, I know, right? It feels like I forever. Might as well be. Yeah. Oh, and well, I got I got some tools back here, thanks to Galen and Ryan, Galen and Des Des for providing yeah. me these awesome. Awesome headphones that's supposed to be. Oh, that was supposed to be delivered during my birthday, but when lockdown happened, it took me like two months to get it. Yeah, they were supposed to have been delivered months ago. Yeah, yeah. literally yeah. when all of this first started. Basically, <laughs> the headphones hit the worst possible timing. Uh, yeah. We ended up taking a, almost a month in general off of the podcast just because my mental state couldn't hack it. Um, mm hmm. And I, and most of my tools went dead yeah. in general. But I'm still I'm still living and but not, not anymore. Until Ooh, I yes. got the headphones in the mail, which is hooray! Hi. Yeah, that was just yesterday, the day before. That was not very long ago. Now that was very yeah. recently from it's, recording. It's still good as new. Well, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's still pretty new. I would say it is new. That sounds pretty it's new. Still rebuilding slowly the podcast away from the cursed grounds. <sighs> yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's good to have the old dynamic back. I'm gonna just say yeah. that loud and clear. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I know everybody else missed me, and I did miss the hour anniversary episode. Which... Uh, we really wanted to have you for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Well, <laughs> we can make up for today. They would have, if if we'd known that they would have arrived this soon after it, we might have just waited on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, uh, unfortunately, the previous week around that was also hell. Yeah. We there was just no way to. Major, there was just no way was, to anticipate that. There was a major power outage. Let's look at the positive thing. It will make the second anniversary even more special. <laughs> of course. Right. Of course. Ah. Uh, Oh boy. And with that, let's go uh, ahead and dive into the FFBE recap of the week. Let's get back yeah. to normal around here. FFBE, we're in the middle of the second batch of Esper units. Yay! Which are, uh, yeah, which are uh, some nice pairs. Uh, five of them, to be exact. We yeah. already have out at time of re recording Mystical Ice Laswell, which is Laswell and Shiva. Hollowed Ages Charlotte, which is Charlotte and Alexander. And this week we have uh, Odin Reagan. Uh, Reagan. Yes. Tetrasulfid Physalis. I think it's Physalis. Yeah, of the Four Winds. And uh, Fenrir Edel, which is the free unit. Untamed with Edel. Yeah, uh, literally the only one I care about is Charlotte. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, boy. I, it's so the only let's... one that makes sense. It's actually kind of optimized. Mm. 
I mean, Odin Reagan isn't too bad. You know what? Odin Reagan isn't too bad. You're right. That's correct. Ideally, it would be Odin Laswell instead of, you know, God forbid, Laswell mm. having his own identity. <laughs> or any character but Rain having his own identity. But, Pretty much. Uh, enough grumbling for now. Let's yeah. talk about the units uh, briefly but nicely. So, Laswell. Uh, he is an absolute mirror of equity trainer with ice elements surprising exactly nobody. Yeah, that sounds pretty on brand. Mm -hmm. He also has wind, though. That's also fairly on brand. I mean, he wasn't he ice and wind kind of his usual? Normal, yeah. Yeah. Yep. He has that on most of his alternate versions, I think. But we still have to precise this because... Uh, Units having their obvious element isn't always obvious. Cuff, cuff, idle, cuff, cuff. But yeah, he's uh, the pretty expected uh, absolute mirror of equity uh, unit, which means that it's not just one skill you spam, but you have to uh, fire like half of his kit, uh, making crazy branching trees to reach the optimal amount of damage for this one skill. Uh, so, bit of a setup, but uh, some solid damage. Uh, especially since he's been buffed in global. Oh, good for him. Okay. Yeah. But it's mostly length of uh, cooldowns and uh, yes, yeah, some modifiers. His Nothing TMR is actually really good. Yes. Like His TMR just... is a hat with 48 attack, which is pretty huge. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. 40, 40 magic just for style points. Style points and hybrids. Yeah, and then you have the ice resistance, 30% and 30% katana attack. Yeah, that's actually really nice. Uh, his yeah. STMR is also pretty cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. which was to be expected. Now... I mean, 50% Dragon Killer, Ice Resistance, and 56 attack is good. Now, I'm good. seeing on his, um, I'm seeing an actual, like, almost STMR quality weapon on his, like, list over here. What are these weapons? Where do you get them? Uh, you get them through the event. That's the same as uh, last time. Uh, they're weapons meant to showcase the enhancement uh, weapons uh, thing. Uh, Got it. Because that's a new section in crafting where you can enhance weapons uh, and uh, you use uh, materials and the base weapons to get plus and plus plus quality uh, skills, which are pretty good. We already had a badge last time and now we have uh, this badge for every, uh, every new unit as well. Yep. And uh, it's notable for two things. Both related to Steel Castle or the similar events. Uh. Because if you enhance the base weapon and then uh, with uh, Steel Castle to give them rare modifiers and then you craft the superior weapons, you keep the enhancements you had from Steel Castle. Oh, that is nice. interesting. I like it. Yes. <laughs> that is That's a big a improvement. Exactly, especially since uh, Steel Castle itself had some uh, interesting improvements as well. Like currently, uh, the event doesn't 
the weapon enhancement event uh, doesn't happen in the steel castle itself. It's related to FF14, and it happens in the airy, which oh. is a nice change of look and music, and you get to throw a moon at Nidhogg uh, at the last stage. Yep. So that's pretty cool. All, nice. of the, all of the enemies in the airy are all dragon types. Hang on. Time out. Not time out in the podcast, but time out like, for my brain. Okay. The airy... Mm-hmm. I know this because I played this dungeon. That's in yes. Heaven's Word. Yes. But you have Yastola in her Shadowbringer's garb. Yeah. Okay, so we're just dealing with timey-wimey nonsense, is what I'm understanding from Gumi. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's not like they brought in a scenario with this. Yep. That's it's true. Just, it's just there. It's just there. But what's noteworthy about uh, the change of scenery isn't just that it lasts for two weeks now, which is practical because you don't feel as much of a rush to optimize every single one of your refresh orbs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The interesting point is also that you have some special modifiers you can only get in this event, which are more common than the normal wire modifiers, and which are exclusive to some weapons. Yeah, I'm actually so, for, seeing that as I look through now. Yeah, for instance, uh, you have uh, the uh, Uldan Falchion, which is uh, the exclusive low-powered weapon for, I think, Fancred? I appreciate yep. Fancred, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it has some crazy rare modifiers uh, with things like plus 60% attacks and the likes. But more relevantly, for weapons that are accessible to everyone... Uh, we have uh, these weapons, the Esper weapons, that have special enhancements, which are all 20% to the relevant stat and uh, attack or magic, and 20% resistance to the element that the weapon represents. That's pretty nice. Cool. Meaning it's that you can get your Ice Demon's Katana for Laxwell, for instance, and get uh, ideally the rare modifier the special modifier and then enhance the weapon fully to have a 165 attack ice katana with two great bonuses and uh, some specific enhancement like uh, stat bonuses when you equip Shiva and uh, yeah, it's Rex faces. It's absolutely STML. That that sounds wonderful, except for the whole, like, this is still Steel Castle, still RNG, and you're still never going to actually get anything <laughs> if you actually want it. That's that's me for the past four days. I ran, That's like, everyone! That's Steel Castle! I ran Inferno Saber++ for, like, nine times. I haven't seen a unique passive or a rare passive. I got I gave up on that yeah. one, and... I gave up on that one. I had to move into another, another weapon, like the yeah, Summer because- Weapon. Like the uh, summer whip that I recently got, and the one of the Dark Visions weapons, I think Diablo's Rod. Uh, yeah, I was very lucky with the Diablo's Rod, actually. Uh, but uh, it's important to note that, as Kate said, uh, we have uh, two weapons that are this good, which are uh, Laswell's Katana and Wayne's uh, Great Sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, the others aren't quite on that power level. They're yep. only at yep. a plus enhancement and don't have the special plus plus enhancement that bumps them up uh, that much. 
Yeah. And for the upgraded versions, you had to wait for the second week of the story event so that you can upgrade them to the plus and plus plus versions. Yeah. Which yeah. is still available, which is just available last week. Exactly. But you can still get the uh, enhancements uh, mm-hmm. on the weapons still- themselves. Yeah, thankfully you get to keep the enhancements without even wasting your exactly. your effort in upgrading it because we had that issue before. Yeah, back then with but the... I've added this system because of dark visions, because yeah. of the dark Ragnarok and dark Gambatain that have ten different upgrade levels, and yep. you can only get the base weapon with like thirty attacks and give them the mods of your dreams. The ab- that's like approximately four or five visions once they get a level 10 version of that weapon. Yeah. But it's worth it. Mm, pretty worth it. If you have a if you don't have a weapon or a sword or or a rod that is a more higher attack or magic than the usual STMRs. Well, you more... show me a rod with 220 magic. Oh, that's the Dark Gambantine, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Monster stats. What the heck? Yeah, anyway, Mystical Iceless Well is alright. 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 Glad we got that sorted. What about Charlotte? Charlotte, well, uh, she has a TMR that's just here some tank stats. You're welcome. I mean, uh, defense, spirit, and light resist. What am I supposed to say to that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have uh, a heavy armor as a STMR that has just a tiny bit less stats than uh, uh, Wilhelm's STMR, which is still undefeated when it comes to raw bulk for heavy armor. But it doesn't have the HP bonus. Instead, what it has is that you auto-cast a 30% uh, general damage mitigation. It's permanent. For the party it or for herself? Uh, for herself. Okay, that's what I figured. But it's I had to ask. For herself. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I suppose, mostly useful when you're using uh, passive provoke strats for preventive attacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's general mitigation, right? Yeah. Yep. It's it will still reduce damage from fixed type attacks. Still nice. Exactly. Uh, then we have her exclusive shield, which is seventy-four defense and spirit and thirty percent ice and light and increased Alexander bonus stats. So that's a really solid shield. Yeah. Unfortunately, we cannot upgrade it because it's a shield. It's not a weapon. Yeah. It's just there. And as for the unit herself, well, she's basically bash on steroids. Because she has the ability to cover for both physical and magical damage. Yep, she's one Um, of the best multi-tanks now, as what I heard. Yeah, I mean, she's the newest release, so that kind of makes sense that she would be. Fine by me. of note, however is that while she can do both, she is better at physical tanking. Because her 50% full party mitigation is on her LB, which is the physic- which is also a physical cover. So it's sort of the opposite of what CG Shard usually does. Yes. Exactly. 
And I think she has provided Machine Killers, which is Alexander-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she even has an active uh, for uh, uh, Machine Killer to the whole party, which she can dual cast. She has some support uh, Absolute Mirror of Equity Chain, which is nice to get uh, a higher chaining modifier for Dark Visions and things like that. Okay. Right. Hooray. <laughs> And then, yes, yeah, some uh, some barriers, some utility, provoke, uh, the, a solid tanks kit. Cool. Yeah, uh, Charlotte and Rain are the only two that... Act, er, no, not the only two that make sense, but generally speaking, they're the ones that make the most sense. Like... Yeah. Uh, Laswell probably should have gotten Odin, just because they have that whole, like... BFF relationship. Um, yeah, pretty much. Vita yeah. should have gotten yeah. Shiva, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, also of note, uh, she has a counter which heals LT MP to the whole party. Oh. I think that's worth mentioning for these uh, yeah. occasional uh, MP sucking uh, full party attacks that uh, Global Trials in particular love to do. Yeah. Ah! That's no actually kidding. a really good counter. Nice. Yeah. Still nice. But the M MP Osmos, AoE MP Drain, like what you said, yep, totally not cool. It's still nice. It's still nice to have a party MP Regen counter. Speaking the of Regen, <laughs> huh. let's move on to Reagan. Reagan. Huh. Uh, so... He is not out yet as time of recording, so we don't have the detailed stats. But we do know that uh, just like uh, Laswell is going to get global enhancement, and on JP, Odin La Reagan was already the better of the DPS units. Huh. Good. So, he is. Yeah. So and they have the like part... a. Yeah. And for the most part, he still is, I think. Prior to the, you sh the what you call it, Neo Visions era. Uh, we are in. Oh! Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he was uh, still usable. Not the best, but still usable to the end of this era, I believe. Mm, nice. Uh, so. Also, an absolute uh, mirror of equity trainer. So, if you want to go hard on this banner for some reason because you have resources or something, mm -hmm. uh, he is uh, a very good partner. Uh, also, of note, uh, that he's not a bad investment if you've recently started because we've had another usable absolute mirror of equity trainer lately in Kadaj. That's right. Yep. The free unit from Advent Children, exactly. which is one of the best free units we have so far from the series events. Absolutely. Uh, and while Kadash has, uh, doesn't have uh, elements matching Reagan, he does chain with Wind, which uh, Mystical Laswell also has. So there may be even an argument to get Laswell, which is a little bit less powerful than uh Reagan, because of that, if you're just starting out, Odin has uh, Odin Reagan has probably more long-term mileage and more yeah. war power. 
Yep, because true dual wield characters are much more of the it thing right now due to the fact that they're trying to improve more characters that are dual wield types. Yeah, well I heard about the coming trail where boss has evasion which encourages for magic or uh, true double hunt characters. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I like having a lot of different strategies available. Mm Hard -hmm. agree. You'll never run out of strategies, especially with the this newly annoying Chamber of the Ventral trial that we just had also last week. Yeah, and as far as Odin Reagan goes, he's uh, a more spammy character, where there's less of a uh, full setup to get uh, the perfect modifier. You do have one major... Uh, buffing skill, uh, which costs you all of your Esper Orbs, actually. Interesting. And so you fire your Sunsets again, and it enhances your Odin Absolute Mirror of Equity. Huh. Mm. Which is a nice way to do things, given the flavor of the character. I'm inclined to agree with that. And also, 150% Dragon and uh, Undead Healers. We like those. Killers yeah. are always good. That's free damage. Yeah. That That's what Odin is. Undead and dragon killers. Well, that makes sense. That's what, uh... Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, and of course his TMR and SCMR are really good. How do you TMR... pronounce his SCMR? I would pronounce it Atrisr. A-T-R-I-T-H-R. Sure. Mm, wow, I thought a... I pronounced. I thought I. I thought I. I heard. I thought I spoke it as Adithir. It's probably my imagination. <laughs> I pronounce it. Here's a very good sword with fifty percent in a dual wielding bonus. Yep, <laughs> that's about <laughs> nice. right. Yeah, oh, that is right. a sword. Also, be a katana for some reason. Also, his TMI is basically his old uh, Swan Sweeks Pride uh, Dark, but uh, instead of. Uh, an Albefil modifier, it's a dual wielding uh, attack bonus. Only 25%, but we take those. Yeah! Mm-hmm. Still doable. Exactly. Then we have Tetrasulfid Physalis. Which, I'm gonna say this. She has an unusual equipment affinity for a mage. Yeah, we are not all that used to gun mages. God mages, projectile. Oh wait, we got ace. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got ten of ace. In fact. What the heck is this build? Uh, yeah. So her SCMI is pretty much the only usable weapon for her. If you want to take full profit of uh, her passives, because uh, it's a uh, uh, one hundred and eighty magic gun. Yeah. I can see that. Mm, then again, she has an unusual affinity that is not not that common for mages. Yeah, no, common especially if you consider her other weapon mastery, which is spears. Thankfully for this one, the spear you actually get from the event, it's her plus weapon. Yeah. You can also upgrade it as well for better stats. Except that Spears has the attack and HP modifier for rare. Yeah, and Gens has pure attack modifiers for our rare. 
So she I sounds guess actually yeah. bad. Uh, she isn't. Okay. In fact, she's really good and the best mage in the game when she released. So she's just super hard to gear is just all there yep, is to that. she's just yeah. super hard to gear because she cannot I mean, equip robes, she cannot equip rods, the usual yeah. mage equipment. Yeah, her weapon options are daggers, spears, throwing weapons, and guns. It's the same as the original Fissilis. Yeah. But I left something on the Discord on how I build her. And that's how it is. That's it doesn't have her other stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, there are options. She's not impossible to give, but it's definitely one of the situations where if you want her to be as good as can be, you'll have to either find a way to have her equip rods, for instance, with AIKT's STMR. Right. Or Croa's TMR for yeah. the good one, the decent one, since not, not, all, not all of us have the limited time units. So Exactly. Uh, I have one. I could technically uh, awaken it and, uh, well, only prism it and uh, STMR Moogle it. But uh, I don't plan to pull for uh, Tetrafizalis. Yeah. Uh, I actually have I actually years. have some of the equipment that I've been posted on that build, except for I the ones so. that are Japanese exclusive for now, and I'm still looking for that one Malfazi, which is still hiding. But it well, what does Fissilis have again? What kind of stuff does she has? Well, it's interesting because I've just checked the news again. And uh, she isn't indicated as having a global upgrade, but in JP she had Mystic Cross, so I guess the changes from Mystic Cross to Chaos Wake, to Chaos Wave Awaken. Unless they leave it as Mystic Cross and completely screw upgrade. her over. Yeah, yeah, that's also a possibility. I don't like that possibility and don't want to consider it, but the change is not zero. Uh, but yeah, she has... Uh, Esper Gage Fill. Uh, she has uh, good modifiers for water and wind uh, magic training. And that's pretty much it. She has uh, solid mods, and uh, that's how we ask, really. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. reasonable. I will say, well, triple cast is uh, a bit unusual for mage. And uh, it's funny because uh, Bahamut Fina was like that as well. A double cast mage with an unlockable triple cast, but crazy high mods to uh, compensate. Which is uh, good for, num for the numbers game, but it kind of homogenizes the physical and magic uh, damage dealers. Not sure like that. Hmm. Well, it does depend on the unit. I mean, yeah. Fina has like super crazy modifiers for a mage. Oh yeah, no, they're good. I don't say they're bad. I say they are getting closer to some homogenization. Yeah. Yep, it is. Now then, as for Idol, the free unit that everybody will get. Okay. 
So, uh, as far as her TMR and STMR go, the free hat is nice, no single defensive stat, but 45 attack is pretty much pushes happen, now for free. Perfect. Yeah, and there's also this random increased resistance to attack breaks by 50%, which is weird. weird that does sound indeed. weird. Uh, as for STMR, it's a material with 35% HP and MP, we like that. 30% uh, Fenrir bonus stats, especially the hybrid units are going to appreciate that. And uh, an auto and attack self-buff, which we don't care about. We don't care about. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is very much a free yeah. STMR, but 35% HP is definitely something nice to have in the back pocket. Yeah, it's lit. It's lit. And as for the unit herself, she has some Oriol Ray move. I mean, she has an Oriol Ray move, which is always nice if you're just trying to build a chain to use a finisher for Dark Visions. Yep. But aside from that, she's mostly a uh, wind and fire elemental status way chainer. Which I still cannot comprehend and will never not be mad about. Uh, it's still weird because Fenrir is ice and dark. Yeah, and Edel is earth and dark. Uh, she does have at least one part of her identity that's. Uh, kind of uh, intact, which is uh, the fact she has a big cooldown uh, on that takes a long time to charge. Okay. How many charges? Uh, five. And it also randomly has a 74% uh, defense break for one turn attached. But the break happens before the damage. Okay, that's good. Ah. Nice. I think her, and as far as utility, she has uh, absolutely nothing, but <laughs> she can sustain herself thanks to her turn one cooldown that unlocks her triple cast, and also give her full health regen and full MP regen for 10,000 turns. 10,000 turns! Well, 9,999 to be exact. Close enough. Yeah. Um, that is... Still a permanent. Yeah. But... So like, I don't know what battle said... you could be on where you possibly overcome that, that turn limit. But then I assume <laughs> yeah. you just reactivate her uh, ability at that point. Yeah. Especially since it sees on a 10 turn cooldown. Although, to be perfectly honest with you, it sounds like you would hit memory leak issues long before you hit uh, that hard cap. Yeah. Very much so. But yeah, basically, uh, Madame Edel is a strong, independent, dark, half-dark elf who don't need no man. <clears throat> or healer. Or healer. It's just her, her and her wolf. Okay. The story yeah. of a girl and her giant esper dog. Exactly. At least I will say it much. I like that I finally have another option for a status way chainer because uh, I literally had no one else to chain with Edel. So 
I'll just chain Adol with Adol. That's a solution. <laughs> nice. That is definitely. <laughs> oh, what I'm laying. There was uh, this one side of switch kill for Agent Olive. That's right. I still chain Adol with Adol. I still completely understand. Yeah. So yeah, that's it for the units. Uh, definitely some usable DPS and some interesting. I mean, the highlight of this banner is probably uh, Aegis Charlotte, which I am not going for because I already have a physical tank and a very recent one. Fair. Fair enough. Who is it? Uh, it's uh, Alphonse. Ah, Alphonse. Right. Uh, no, there was a bit of a shenaniganery, I believe, because checking the news, uh, there's no mention of it right now, but you said you saw something about uh, rain 11 Rainbow Summon. Yeah, I was also double-checking it elsewhere, just just now, because the that's news... Because the news was just released around the time I was awake, around one one hour after the game resets. But I do saw the Eleven Rainbow Summon news that is supposed to be coming next week. Uh huh. Well, um, that's weird, especially if they did put it up and put it out. Yeah, but we're gonna have to pull that off for the meantime, but I'm really sure that it's yeah. uh, going to happen next week. At least some, I'm pretty some, safe on that since some, uh, I still haven't done the monthly uh, quest uh, weekly missions. Because sometimes they do make other news disappear all of a sudden without prior notice. There might be some changes. We'll see, we'll see. We will see yeah, indeed. Oh. About changes, we have ability awakenings uh, that are coming. Yep, for Axtar, Xeno, Eurasia, and Regina. Alongside it is the latent abilities that are now available for Roberta. Exactly. Tell me Roberta's good. Please tell me Roberta's good. Uh, Roberta seems to have, uh, let's see, 100% break for uh, her free elements, Fire, Ice, Lightning. Okay. Uh, which is on a 5-star cooldown, which with uh, a modifier boost and self-attack buff. The modifier boost being pretty significant. It goes up to uh, uh, 23 times increase for Mystic Assault. Okay. Then she has increased damage for her jumps and uh, her jump attack damage, which is always good, and uh, increased passives, uh, including 50% to pretty much every single stat, 30% innate fire ice lightning resist, and passive increased uh, modifiers by 12 times to her free breaths. Oh, and she also has some uh, jewel cast for specific abilities. So not her whole kit, but we are getting there. Oh, okay. So yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell uh, how good it will be, but it certainly looks like uh, some significant buffs. So I'm all for it. The better is nice. 
Fair enough. As, yeah, as for the other, we have no information at all about Uesha, which is which was probably the most intriguing. No information so at all. Yeah. All right. Helpful. No. Uh, we have uh, Regina, uh, which has some modifier buffs and modifier buffs and also modifier buffs. <laughs> and I assume some modifier buffs. Yes. Pure stat buffs, actually. No, but all, all joking aside, uh, one of the great things for her is, uh, and that's something that comes uh, from uh, the fact that I actually use her, and now one of her biggest failings is that if you are preparing for an LB turn, which you should do every other turn, uh, if she gets killed, which she does easily because she's made of wet tissue paper, <laughs> uh, she uh, loses uh, her LB damage buff. So even if she has her LB uh, fully loaded up, uh, she only does uh, a third as much damage as she would normally. But now she has Master Order, which is uh, the skill that lets her Hit everybody else and remove all the buffs on her and fully charge her LB. And it, which is the only skill that uh, she can uh, use as part of the Pentacast. And now with uh, the Awakening plus two, it gets the same LB damage modifier, meaning that she has better recovery options. Better recovery options is good. Exactly. Just as stat passives and. Crude will will passives is good as well. Okay. Uh, so that's. Uh, I don't think it will be a game changer, but given Dark Visions underline how uh, uh, finishers have very much a use, I like that she has more of a power, especially since she still was alright. Yeah, I, uh, Regina has a weirdly long shelf life, for, especially for a pure finisher. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, been, yeah, been other with that style of kit, especially since recently. But uh, actually, Noctis was a hybrid, and the two others were magical. So she's still pretty unique in that niche uh, for physical damage and will remain so until the third batch of Esper unit, which will have Phoenix Jake work like that. Oh, there's a third batch? Yep. Yeah, there's a third batch with Lakshmi lead, Phoenix Jake, and Bahamut Darkfina. Wait, we already had Bahamut Fina, now we have Bahamut Darkfina. Yeah. yeah, Dark Bahamut Darkfina. So she rides not... on the dragon. So yep, not she only... rides on the dragon. And so not only are these... Lazy. Now they're even repeating themselves for maximum laziness. Look, I think Dark Fina looks cool literally uh, standing on top of Vahamut. Okay, And I she's mean... also one of the durably most powerful units in the game when she comes out. I mean, sure, but I'm just like, alright. Alright, fine, I'll stop quetching. Now that I get it, you know that your sentiment is shared by a lot of people. These Esper units are very divisive. Yeah, understandably. 
now, as far as uh, the other units, uh, I don't really see something that really jumps at me. Axtar seems to have more sustain with self-heal and uh, MP refreshes on some of his skills. But aside from that, it's just modifier refreshes. Oh, no, never mind. He also has uh, some increased recovery with uh, triple cast unlocked uh, on turn one or after I arrive. So that's useful. And, oh, in doubled LB damage. We like that. Double LB is good. Yeah. As for Zeno, it's interesting because they already had the native uh, true dual will attack cap, so... Modifiers? I mean, yep. modifiers is just about the only thing they can really can't do with him unless they do something real fancy. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, also double LB damage. Alright. So, the Axtars now are better at LB damaging. And damaging in general. So, yeah, the only real intriguing part is uh, what they'll do with Eurasia. Because she was pretty alright, but was... Uh, I mean, in global, she really suffered because Sylvie exists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was around the time when Eurasia appeared last year, March, and then the next the next month, another support came. Who are you? I'm you, but better. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me started unfair. on my Sylvie. Don't get me started on my Sylvie. Maybe next time. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how Eurasia will go. Well, like unlike most unit types, support units usually don't outclass each other. You gotta use them depending on the situation. Yeah, and the uh, Sylvie is better in ninety nine percent of the situation. Let's be honest, <laughs> but yeah. maybe that will change with the enhancement. Maybe so. We'll just see. Alright, and I believe that's it, unless you have uh, something else, Kate? Mm, I don't think I haven't been playing FFB proactively besides being casual ever since the meltdown that I didn't get Lazard or Mistina during the Valkyrie Profile collaboration. No! I've been laying off for some time doing dailies, doing the story event. And enhancing weapons, I think. So you've been playing? It. I'm still playing, but I've suffered a really big meltdown. Yeah, I, I get it, I get it. Even uh, though I did get Lizard. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, so yeah. that is it for FFBE. Shall we move on to Fire Emblem Heroes? Yeah, but before that, let me just do a little bit of announcement here, because I haven't been playing Fire Emblem Heroes for a while. So, the last time I was around here, two months ago, I was still playing, and then okay. I was supposed to be saying that I had to take a break from the game for, for every once in a while for now, until I get a new device. So here I am. I'm still updated with the... Oh, right, that was a technical issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I... 
I forgot if, if I do I did miss out on that one. So I'm just going to clarify this up for everybody that after this episode, I won't be making any updates for Fire Emblem Heroes for a very long time. But just for this very reason, I'm going to add this for the meantime about what's new for this week in the game. So they have... Hold on. Give me a sec here. Because I'm missing something. Hold on. Alright. I found it. So, they I'm released a new set of heroes that's no, coming. No, 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 no. Okay, please. Restart. What is happening? Uh, uh, I mean, there was a search, so it was worth a pausing. And now we're unpausing. Okay. So, unpause. Unpause. Okay. Go. Okay, found it. So the new the new units that are coming this week are new wedding characters. Great. It's that mm. it's that time of month again for Fire Emblem Heroes. The middle this of May. Time, yeah. It's gonna last special collab. I mean, special heroes usually last for a month, but this year they're going to make bridal and groom variations for. I'm. I would say before the specific units. I'm surprised these don't come out just for Valentine's. I yeah. thought the bridal units were supposed to be Valentine's, but we halfway through May. So actually, I, I about, guess they're really pushing the waifu aspects, aren't they? Actually, the actually the Valentine's event that they do every February in Fire Emblem Heroes is called Day of Devotion. That's yeah, their, that, that's like their getting way married is getting married their... is getting married is kind of like the ultimate show of devotion, though. Mm-hmm. But their usual way of showing the day, the how the day of devotion in Fire Emblem mm-hmm. Heroes is that they mostly care about their loved ones, their friends, other than sharing actual love. But this year it was actually different because they did release a really perfect couple for Valentine's Day last February in the form of Almond Celica. Yeah. Which I... is the focus of Valentine's for this year in Fire Emblem Heroes, which is the characters from Shadows of Valencia. This one for this one this one here for the new wedding units, we have characters from Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn and Fire Emblem Fates. Alright. Let's see here. We got we got Nyla for Radiant Dawn. A bridal Nyla. We'll take note, she is a beast character. And then we got another beast character from Radiant Dawn. It's Raphael. It's it is the first time where he it is not his original appearance yet, but he's in a groom groom attire. He is also a beast character. And well, we he got has wings. Yep, he has wings. He's a heron. And then we got Oboro from Fates in traditional Hoshido wedding attire. And we got the best prize of all. The the duo of Mikaya and Soth from Radiant Dawn. Where this is actually the f- 
the second colorless tome user in the game. All right. They have a special dual skill, and unlike unlike these characters that I first mentioned, dual heroes are only available for that summon banner, and they don't appear again in future banners unless they are a legendary or mythic hero release. And then the Tempest Trial character is Hinata from Fates. They just released a video about their new kits and when they're going to come out. So if you guys are playing Fire Emblem Heroes and, and you're still looking forward to these new wedding characters, good luck. Good luck. Cool. And, and with that, I'm going to take a break from Fire Emblem Heroes updates after this show. Any particular reason? Well... My device won't hold, so I need a new device okay. soon enough. Okay, so but, it's a technical problem, I see. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'll be back eventually. Well, I hope you get that sorted. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is up with World Divisions? Anything new? Besides from the so-called OP Esper that I've been hearing about? Yeah, I mean, uh, Odin is apparently uh, good. I haven't really pulled for him. But uh, as we said last time, he's uh, the big human killer guy. And given the importance of PvP in this game, uh, uh, that's uh, definitely something to uh, be worth mentioning. But uh, he it's not like at his release there was much else. Uh, I mean, there was another vision card that was released in JP for New Year. But uh, sure, we take those. But it's an SSR, so it's not quite on that level. Uh, the only content we've had in this week uh, was definitely noteworthy because, uh, I mean, on the plus side, it's an equipment training crest. We like those, especially since it was the first one we've had for armor. And everybody equips armor of some kind. So we want to grind a lot of those uh, armor enhancement books. Makes sense. The, pro the problem was that it was also the hardest content released in the game so far by far. Really? Where they, yeah, where they... It mentioned in big red brutal difficulty level 80 characters recommended as a reminder our level 80 characters is fully awakened with at least limit break free so Did that's even not get their tmr uh the tmr you get automatically when you fully limit break and fully awaken a character oh i thought you had to max level them still no no. You can have a character level 1 cuff you the TMI, you just have to throw some crystals uh, in their mouths. Ah, okay. And their own charts. Uh, but yeah, so the, the enhancement, uh, the equipment enhancement uh, is uh, very difficult and uh, in fact, I would even say pretty inaccessible for a fair amount of the player base that didn't go really hard from day one on some very specific units. They also have equipment enhancements in this game? Mm, it's complicated. 
Because if you compare it with actual FFBE's equipment enhancement That's events, not this the one... same kind of equipment enhancement. The systems are completely different, and uh, explaining the difference would require explaining again the entire way equipment enhancements work. Ah, so which, which in is short... one of which is one of the most complicated and impenetrable systems in the game. So in short, it's really headbanging. Well, no. In short, the problem here isn't the equipment enhancement themselves. It's that we have our first farmable way to get armor enhanced and to give survivability to the characters. But it's locked behind needing survivability for the characters to be able to withstand several uh, characters casting frozen needles, for instance. Ouch. So there's still a possibility... So there's still a possibility that your party members can die there. I literally can't farm this event. Ah. At least not without a friend unit, and even with that, it's going to be tense, and needing a friend unit means that you can't auto-farm it. Like an Arknight. Uh, yeah, so that's definitely something that's a bit. Uh, I'm not sure I like that. If it was. And if it, there was any other content, I wouldn't have minded so much, but aside from that, it's pretty much a dead week. So, not the greatest. Yeah, but next week we're going to have a, a more normal equipment enhancement event, which has swords and axes back, and that's pretty good because swords are still very widespread and useful, and are um, uh, the kind of weapon Orlando equips, and we like our Orlandos. We do and should, even if they aren't level ninety nine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fell short uh, by 30 shots, uh, and uh, I'll have to wait for the next FFT event to have him fully leveled up. Uh, and then we're going to have uh, a new character coming up uh, in a couple of days as time of recording, which is Miranda. Miranda Tell is us a what? With pleasure. Miranda is a water elemental red mage. She has red a mage. Yes, she has a bold design for a red mage because she is mostly red, <laughs> but but no hat. No hat. Wait, that's just. I know. Wait, wait. A with red a mage without the nice hat? That's sacrilege. I know, right? Nah, I know, right? What kind of heresy is this? Sometimes they going in. To build a direction, I say. But let us move the appearance matters aside, even though it's a big ask. Uh, <laughs> and talk about the unit herself. She is not a good DPS unit. That much is very clear. She is uh, not that, because, uh, well, there isn't really uh, any relevant magic swords at the moment. We do have some swords with magic typings or innate uh, sufficient amount of magic, but they're more intended for hybrid characters, such as Gilgamesh and literally no one else. 
Oh boy. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty scarce right now, aside from those those equipment. I, exactly, and even then, she doesn't have the worst striking power of uh, uh, Lucia that's coming next, or an Orlando. But, so she absolutely isn't that. But tell me, what does her TMR look like? What does her TMR look like? Uh, is it is it a magic sword? Is it a hat? Nope, it's a red jacket. So, uh, yeah, the TMR is uh, an armor, but I don't like to focus too much on TMRs yet because getting a character fully awakened and fully limit broken is already a big ask, and the non-limited characters allow us to take our time, which I want to value after having done the, all of the hustle. Uh yeah. So even if it was a weapon, I probably wouldn't have considered it too lately, because she also uh, has uh, some use, but not as a damage dealer, as I said. Uh, what she is, is uh, mostly a support character. She does have some tank evasion uh, capabilities with a provoke and uh, increased uh, magic evade and reduced magic damage. But, uh, fair enough. Yeah, but her main uh, niche is that she has uh, amongst her sub-jobs a paladin, sure, but more relevantly, time mage. Meaning that you can get her and use quicken to instantly give a turn to one of your bigger, beefier units. Ooh, quicken. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah, no, that's a great utility skill to have. Shame it doesn't work in PvP because all your units are on auto and the shoe ain't gonna use quicken. Oh boy, the AI. <laughs> yeah. So, she isn't really on the forefront of the most competitive command at the time, but she does have some utility uh, with uh, some bigger stats and bigger side uh, damage than uh, the current time matches we have. I suppose my point is that she definitely isn't the kind of unit you should chase after, but uh, she's the kind of party you look at your party roster, you have your four big unit, and oh yeah, there's a free slot. I guess Miranda can go in there, mm -hmm. even though she doesn't have a hat. The sacrilege. <laughs> I know, right? What kind of red mage doesn't have a hat? I know, right? And it's not like she's entirely unstylish. And well, so I believe that's it for World of Visions. Okay. Fair enough. Looking forward to the more manageable uh, sword grinder next week. Uh, or next update, more relevantly. Uh, but let's move on for now and talk about Dissidia Final Fantasy Opera Omnia Long Subtitles Colon Double Stop Over Long Subtitle. Okay, so ever since I left the podcast temporarily, I've been playing Opera Omnia more often now, so here I am playing it again. Yeah, and I guess I'm that's sure. your main game right now. 
I'm sure you missed a lot of you missed a lot of what's going on. So, oh boy, here I am playing the game again after a long time. <laughs> now then, let me just say first that we've got new a new character that has been returning returned back in the game recently, and that's Sink from Type Zero. As a lost chapter, you can now recruit her permanently. And among them is Snow, who got reworked and got his EX weapon debut, which is makes him a more viable tank now. Hooray! Because Snow here, first he got his EX weapon ability allows him to provide an HP damage reduction for the entire party when used. Which is pretty nice because we got a lot of HP damage spamming enemies lately, and one of which is Diablo's ultimate, which is a really HP hungry guy, as you all know. And when when you get his EX plus, some of his abilities such as conversion of brave attack and HP attack to their plus and plus plus versions, and a free ability use on the first turn. And as well as more spread damage with his EX ability, which is far from unusual for tanks like him. So Snow lately is becoming one of the more powerful tank characters in the game by far. As for Sync, he got it, he she got her EX plus awakening available, which now has more which is now has more buffs, more damage, and she can recover her home run swing usages up to the initial values. It's what still nice. What role is she? Hmm? Sync? Yeah. Sync is a damage dealer slash debuffer slash okay. delayer slash launcher. Okay. Thank you. And she still retains her personality in the game, giving people nicknames. You know her? People who no. play Type Zero should know it by now. Uh, let's not get me started in Type Zero. Yeah, I, I actually liked that game. Mm -hmm. I didn't I love it, it, but so I liked much. it. Really, I hated <laughs> so damn much. Okay, I have a well, weird soft spot for Type Zero. I don't really know why, but I do. We well, the city opera has been releasing. Up Romney has been releasing a lot of Type Zero characters lately, from Jack, Trey, and even Kurasame. Kurasame exists before Sai, so that just makes me sad. Yeah, the only two characters that are not in the game are Sai and Queen. Everybody else is in the game. <laughs> I think only Rem, which is one of your initial characters, King, a story character from Act 1, and Seven from Act 2 are your permanently recruitable story characters from Type Zero. Everybody else is either limited time events or lost chapters. Fancy, fancy people, aren't they? Yeah. And they're everywhere in their uniforms, of course, but Ace got the better treatment because he got the alternate costume above all people. And that's about it. 
Uh, speaking of alternate costumes, Snow here got his alternate costume release as well, which is based in his, on his patron appearance from Lightning Returns. If ever people play Light Lightning Returns, you should know that he is in his black black suit and all that. Except Yay. he's not in his seat form. Talk about another Final Fantasy game I dislike. Lightning Come Returns. On. I still have yet to you play that. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> well, again, it, 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 again, it's it's all you. I maintain that the only good iteration of Snow was in World of Final Fantasy, where he was a great. Because, <laughs> because got... they knew and acknowledged that he was a moron. And that I appreciate like that. so much. <laughs> yes. Well, well, you know, you know him. But either way, you like him, you like him, you hate him, you hate him. So the the banner for Sync, Snow, and Kate Sid are still available. Of course, it's just been released. You got your chance on summoning Sync and Snow's EX weapons. And on top of that, Sync will be the additional ca boosted character for the upcoming character event, which is going to be released in a couple of days, which is, of course, another Type-0 character in the form of Jack. You know him as the Katana user here. Among my and... least favorite characters from Type-0. <laughs> yeah. He was just and really slow to play, and I couldn't quite figure out how to get his attacks to work. I just didn't like him very yeah. much. One one of the well one one of the sneak peeks about his EX ability is, is that he he drops his HP to one. Yeah, that sounds and familiar. Then he and then he regens his HP over time, or you can heal him if you want to. And the boosted characters for Jack's event would be let's see here. Jack himself, Ramza who gets his EX plus awakening, and Ignis. That's oh, gonna... finally characters I like from games I enjoyed. Which is funny, because 15 is the one I didn't like. Yeah. Uh. Yep. Well, the thing is, only Jack and Ramza gets their EX weapons in that banner, and Ignis doesn't. But for me in the case, because my roster is quite poor at this moment, because I recently returned last February, yeah, I got you have Ignis. to catch up, right? Yeah, I got a lot of way I got a lot of ways to catch up, but I got Ignis with his EX weapon during the, the chapter seven banner that was released during February. I'm set for that event. Hopefully yeah, I, I can get to clear. Hmm? I will say one of the things I like about uh Opera Omnia is the ability to multiple times uh, cycle around and made make all characters relevant again and again. Yeah. Exactly, because even though the characters you say that they die in the main story or they just don't exist at all, yep, they got they got their time to shine again because everybody gets to be in the cutscenes, at least selected characters. Like in Sync's Lost Chapter, well, at the end of the chapter, Sync, Selfie, and Aerith were making fun of Barrett and Saz for some reason. And even at one point, Sync even gave nicknames to Renoa and Locke and even Leon. Leon from FF2, by the way. Yeah, of course. 
it's they still retain their personalities they still retain their whatever memories they had in their home worlds and for the most part they do have one thing in common of course which is in which is the main plot of the game itself it's still nice you get to use a lot of characters you get to form your own parties and it and this game is even generous in resources and Depending on the characters you like, you gotta pull on your either your favorites or your meta. That that's up to you. But controlling your resources is still an important thing because we're almost nearing the end of the chaos era. So basically, like a season end. Nope, because in the Japanese version, they're now in the burst era, which means the sele- oh, the... so a meta change. Mm-hmm. Because some of the protagonists and antagonists of each FF game gets their burst weapons. And, of course, higher difficulty content. Which is, well, of course, we've got, Cosm- we got EX difficulty, we got Cosmos, we got Chaos difficulty. Now we got Lufenia difficulty, which is even more harder than Chaos. Which is why some... Mm-hmm. And resources is going to be much more harder to obtain because every every new banner beginning August will now have everybody everybody's EX weapons available only for those featured characters. It's going to be a it's going to be either a hard time saving for your favorite character or you want to catch up and want to summon again for the character that you really want. And that's almost like everybody's problem is right now. But as long as you're having fun with the game and you're trying to be careful on how much gems or tickets you spend, it's still an enjoyable thing. Co-ops is still nice. The the farming the farming on the other hand is really really tiring. Take it take it from me for for example, during the first week of Diablo's Ultimate. I was able to master like 56 characters, got their Diablos summon boards mastered. That's a lot of gems, tickets out there, armor tokens. It's still, it's still really tiring to farm. You got lot, you got time to farm much, and if you got other games or, of course, life, life, of course. That's kind of farming in most gotcha games, though. Like, yeah, this one it's is literally kind of boring. Yeah, this one is literally grinding in a nutshell because every other every other week there's new content, and there's also new banners. You cannot even juggle them back and forth, so that's why that's one of the biggest headaches that I have with with this game. But as long as you're enjoying it, you're good. You got if you got plans on your favorite characters, of course there's the Japanese version to look forward on who's going to come out next. Anyway, Sync's Lost Chapter is available. You can get Snow's EX, just good luck. And the Diablo's Ultimate is still available for a limited time super synergy events for another week. Good luck getting your EX weapons of your favorite characters, and of course, co-ops, grinding, etc., etc. And of course, after this episode, I'm going to be 
I'm going to be talking about more Opera Omnia than Fire Emblem Heroes for now, so stay tuned for that one on the next episode. All right. And with that, we should probably just go ahead and get to our main topic for the day while we still have some time. Mm-hmm. And that is Temporary Story. What is that? Temporary Story is something I was thinking about because of my time a bit away from uh, Valkyria Anatomia. Because uh, it's a situation where the story is uh, certainly important and appreciated. And uh, it's not the only one where events have uh, the story that are important on their own, or at least entertaining and interesting enough. Uh, and uh, it's... I'm starting to wonder if uh, sometimes it's not a bit of a deterrent for return to have uh, these story events that tune into each other, uh, construct alternate storylines that are erased every couple of weeks as new events roll in. All right. Well, yeah, I can see that. I mean, obviously, if you're missing out on story, then especially if you're one of the people that play these games largely for the story, like Rana with um, Dockery and Tomia, mm -hmm. um, you know, then you're really missing out on kind of your main reason for being there if you happen to miss a week or two, whether that's from a vacation or, you know, tech issues or what have you. Yeah, exactly. And when you miss uh, something, uh, you obviously get, well, you are away from sometimes. You always miss uh, something anyway, whether it's resources, but those, or units, but those can generally be farmed or cut up in some way, or there's mm -hmm. a meta replacement of some sorts. There's yeah. no meta replacement for story. No. Yeah. Nope. I don't know. And uh, it's uh, something that's a bit frustrating. I'm also thinking about uh, FFBE, where currently we have uh, uh, some story events that uh, are essentially epilogue and closure to a lot of the loose plot lines and end arcs of Season 2. Mm -hmm. And uh, I imagine somebody that comes... Uh, to the game later, won't know at all what it is. Similarly, uh, somebody that gets uh, some of the units that had their own story events of Banner, mm -hmm. there's no indication of uh, who who they are or what they mm -hmm. did on uh, things like, uh, especially the very notable event with. Uh, uh, Jiraiya and Otohime and Kaede, which was a very good story event at the time. And uh, yeah, that's a lot of background information and things that lets you uh, get invested in the game's continuity and invested in the characters. So yeah, there's uh, a matter of... Uh, I mean, the continuity is the most deterring, but there's also this way to get engaged to some units, uh, and uh, if they come back to the forefront, say, by uh, 
uh, enhancements or the likes, uh, you don't get the investment in the character yet. For instance, I have no idea who Roberta is, for that matter. And I guess that's why I never liked her as much as some of the other players did. Because I think she had her story event, and but I never saw it. Same for Fravia. Yeah, Fravia didn't really have much story. I just liked her design and liked her, like, vibe more than anything else. She wasn't, like, an all-time favorite, but I liked her. And, uh, I suppose, I mean, there's also size constraints that I understand. We couldn't archive the entire history of the past events because that would make you up swell up in size yeah. to unreasonable degrees. Um, I feel like, I mean, it would, it would increase server traffic, which is the only thing I'm thinking about. I feel like there's a way to remotely access that, like download as needed if you want to rewatch. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, if there was an archival function, uh, which there is in Valkyrie Anatomia, but only in the events you've personally seen. Yeah. If there was this function with all past events, I think that would alleviate a lot of the uh, problems of, uh, of that good old friend the few are missing out. Uh, which is, I imagine, partly what they count on as a way to make you stay. But it's a double-edged sword, because once you're gone, you're gone for longer. And that's to say nothing of uh, the game's main story uh, and uh, everything in it when the game actually ends, which sometimes happens. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for ages, for instance, uh, was the story any good? No, not at all. The story was a complete okay. waste of time and energy. Okay, so at least that part wasn't uh, a huge loss. Same yeah, for, I literally uh, don't remember any of the story. It was usually like, we have monsters to kill, let's do that, end of story. Like, there weren't really yeah, any basically. plot twists. Same for Astaroshin and Amnesis for that matter, but eventually there's bound to be some uh, games with good story that I mean, are going to... Uh, all the best story in Arcanite seem to be in its events. Like, its actual main story is kind of blah. Yeah, and but... the events are temporary. Yeah, and I'm like, please let us have archives like Valkyrie Anatomia. I would love to go mm. back and revisit some of this stuff. Yep. Luckily, Fire Emblem Heroes and the City Opera Omnia has archives on past events. Okay, that's, that's cool, really, that's cool. That's what I'm really good, really lucky to have at, because... Character events are limited time, and you and you miss out on the good stuff. You can you, you can try to replay it again on the archive section if you have it if you have it available, as I well see, as on the good. past chapters as well, which is pretty cool. So I guess what this section is turning into is basically a plea to implement the event archive system because some of the story is valuable to some people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some of us I'm are really some of us are really trying to enjoy much of the game simply just because of the story. And if, if they really missed out on at least one of them, whoopsie do. Yeah, and even even if uh, it's not for uh, purely uh, reliving old memories part, sometimes I mean 
An acaval system is also a practical function, I believe. For instance, let's say um, a story event is uh, going to start, but you have to, uh, uh, for other reasons, other farms, or just because you can't access the game for a few days, uh, you have to uh, start it all on the last couple of days. Uh, watching the story lengthens the playtime a lot. Yeah, and being able to do it on your own terms to say, I'm going to skip everything and I'm going to watch it later to understand what I just did. I think that's a quality of life, a pure and simple way to yeah. improve the player experience. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I don't know. In something where the story is the most interesting part, having a way to access and maintain that story is something that I'm very much for. And unfortunately, yeah. due to the ephemeral nature of ongoing events, of just games as service, anything, including gotcha games, or even, like, ongoing games like uh, FF14. Like, there's a bunch of stuff yeah. we can no longer do in that game. Uh, yeah, for the temporary event, uh, like, uh, the Noctis crossover mm -hmm. can uh, be uh, accessed anymore. There was also an FF11 and an FF13 crossover with Lightning showing up in FF14. Sure, why not? Why not? Why not? And uh, these uh, can't be accessed anymore. Though the game does a good job at letting you uh, rewatch cutscenes and more recently replay entire arcs of the game through the New Game Plus function. Do some of the games lately do implement archives, just like in Fire Emblem and Dissidia? Yeah, and I would like those, extend those if possible, and uh, less pressure means, uh, for me at least, uh, more pleasure when playing your game. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's nice to be able to just... Uh... You know, play at your own pace sometimes. Yeah. And even if you usually uh, missed out on stuff, there's always people who would do their best archiving story, cutscenes, dialogues, etc., etc. Yeah. And speaking of uh, doing things on your own time, I believe some have things to do, so this is a good point to wrap things up i think so as well thank you guys so much for tuning in we will be back next week with more of the games you love to hate and once again at the risk of repeating myself welcome back kites good to have you back buddy thank you thank you thank you well i'll see y'all next week and please stay safe everybody y'all take care y'all have a good one everyone